Hello everyone, welcome to a KFC Supercoach AFL Pocket Pod. Al Payton here and I've got Tim Mitchell in the studio as well. And we're going to talk about a player who's in 38% of teams, so he's very popular. But I think we both maybe have some doubts over whether he should be that popular. So Nat Fife, I must admit when I saw his name and his price when they first came out in KFC Supercoach, only 313k for Nat Fife and you can pick him in the forward line. Hallelujah. Yeah. But um, there's a few more doubts of Krypton over the preseason, haven't they? Well, we're living in the past because <laughs> I think his role is just going to be so different this year, isn't it? The, the more you see um, some of the intra-club stuff from Fremantle, like Andrew Brayshaw is the, the top dog in the midfield now. Caleb Strong's just brilliant, knowing they're getting better. And it seems like they're trying to tra- even transition guys like James H through the centre square this year, which he's played a bit of a tagging role in, in, recent, in recent years at times. And then there was Will Brody, who was such a star for our KFC Supercoach teams last year. So I think more and more we're going to see Nat Fife in attack and them trying to use him as sort of another marking target to complement some of the tools they've got up there at Fremantle. And that's almost 100% likely to have an impact on his scoring as well. Um, there's, there's every chance that he's underpriced at 313k because he doesn't have to score huge numbers. He doesn't have to average sort of 105, 110 like he has in plenty of times previously as a midfielder to justify starting him at that price. But it's just about whether he can bridge the gap between 313k and, I don't know, 550k if you're leaving out Stephen Canelio to um, potentially try and get um, or, or to start with Nat Five, So I'm just not sure in the, of the role well. Like, I'm keen to see how it looks in pre-season and whether he spends a bit of time in midfield, but there's just enough doubts and, and obviously his body as well for me to not start with him. Yeah, when when I first was picking him um, when the, uh, the, the super coach first opened for the year, the main doubt I had was about his body yeah. and his injury history. In 13 years over his career, he's never played 22 games. It's he's, crazy, isn't it? He's missed 23 in the past three years, so... Mm. And we know, um, you know, even when he was a great super coach pick, when when he was averaging 120, he always found a way to like he'd run into a pack and knock himself out or do something crazy um, and get yeah. injured during a game. So we've been hurt a few times like that. But then I was like, well, he's so cheap that you only need him to get through the first seven or eight rounds, and um, he can make you plenty of cash. But I think the role is probably the biggest concern yeah. for me now. You know, as well as having some injury history, um, if he's playing, you know, 70, 80 percent forward time, basically out of the goal square. I just don't see how he can average 100. Like, maybe he could average 80, 90. He'd probably have one or two really good games. Yeah. But, um, you know, we look at last year, he averaged 63, had some injury problems, but that was basically playing in this role as a, a semi-permanent forward. Yeah. And if he's doing that every week, yeah, I don't think he should be in 38% of teams. I think he's, yeah, if it is a similar role, his ceiling's probably capped at, what, like 80 or 85, even mm-hmm. as good a player as he is. And how much how much cash is that going to mean that he makes? But I know a lot of people will raise eyebrows, Al, when you bring up that start of him missing 23 games in the past mm-hmm. three years and go, well, why is Elliot Yo's ownership so yeah. high? Because he's in the same boat. But the role is the difference. So Elliot Yo's going to play with some freedom across halfback, which is a great role for mm-hmm. KFC Supercoach. He's going to spend some time in, in the midfield as well, which we think is probably going to be more midfield time than Fife. Uh, and that's the big difference between the two, um, even though they're at a pretty similar price this year. I think you can actually get Nat Fife about 25k cheaper than Elliot Yo. But the reason that Elliot Yo is looming is just about a lock, and I, I've definitely got him in my side, whereas suppose I've got a lot of question marks over Nat Fife is just the difference in the role between those two. Yeah, I think... Um no doubt he has the ability to get thrown into a centre bounce. And imagine being um, Justin Longmuir in the coaching box and you've got that luxury oh. that, um, you know, the game's tight, let's just throw Nat Fife in there. But I don't think that's going to be a regular role yeah. for him. So I think it's going to be hard for him to score. And then it also comes down to us picking out teams. We've talked on a few of these about the, the Fab Four forward line. We want to try and fit all those guys in, Dunkley, Taranto, yeah. Canelio, Rosie. And then you've got, like you, you know mentioned, guys like Dylan Moore in, down there. You know, how do you fit them all in? 
Um, and, you know, we're spending quite a lot of cash in our forward lines, and I think it's going to be hard to pick Fife as well. I still pick Fife. If, if I was tr- tossing up, do I spend the extra 60K and pick Sam Flanders or pick Marcus Windhager or pick Nat Fife? I think I'd still go Fife, mm. but it really comes down to how you use that extra 50 or 60K as well. I'd still pick Fife of those three, but I can definitely understand why you might want to scrimp and save a bit of cash and then try and upgrade a player elsewhere. So what's your verdict on Fife? He was in my initial team, but he's not now, and I don't think I'm going to start with him. I don't think he's been in my team once, and it's purely based on that role. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back out there, but I can see it blowing up pretty quickly in KFC Supercoach.